J.T. Miller. Does it all himself. A hat trick, his second of his career for J.T. Miller as the trade value. Look at it climb. Look at it climb. It is the opposite of the stock market right now as J.T. Miller with a with all three of the Canucks first three goals he obviously gets the game winner Canucks win 5-1 and I think have swept the Jets thus far this season I don't know if they've played them I don't know if they're done playing them but I think they're 3-0 against the Jets this year which is crazy because the Canucks have are, are never winning in uh what is now Canada Life Center where the Winnipeg Jets play formerly MTS or whatever it was called before uh but it is a big win for the Vancouver Canucks a crucial crucial win as we're getting to that point where the other teams in the division are now winning games. We're seeing Edmonton putting some wins together. We're seeing Calgary putting some wins together. Edmonton beat the Canucks just a few nights ago. The Canucks need to start getting some wins. They'll take on the Flames in a couple nights and the Blackhawks, two big games that they'll need to get points out of. So as always, we will break down this game. I will give you my thoughts, my opinions, and then we'll go to you, the people, your thoughts uh, in the comments as we go. So if you have any questions, Based on this game, now's a good time to get them in the comments section. It'll be near the top, and then I will probably get to them. So, let's break it down really quick. It's Spencer Martin in net for the Vancouver Canucks. Connor Hellebuck, the Canuck killer, in net for the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Garland returning to the lineup, playing with Hoaglander and Pedersen. And then the Canucks power play gets its first chance, like 13 minutes into this game, and it only takes 10 seconds for them to score. Elias Pedersen plays it down to Brock Besser. Uh, JT Miller does a really nice job to find some open space. Gets the quick pass. Beats Hellebuck. It's 1-0 Vancouver. But a problem with the Canucks lately has been holding leads. And it came up again tonight where the Jets scored just over 2 minutes later. 2 minutes and 9 seconds to be exact. Canucks can't get the puck out of the zone. A weird shot deflection ends up in the air. And uh, a really nice goal by Cop. He literally just swings at it right about sort of midsection height. Bats it into the net. Uh, tough one for Spencer Martin. Not an easy save to make when the puck is batted out of the air, but it's one to one. Shots in the first period, 14 to 10, in favor of your Vancouver Canucks. We go to the second period. The Jets almost take the lead early. They catch a post, and then the Canucks get their second of the game, and it's JT Miller once again. It's Brock Besser coming in down the left wing. Pod Colson goes in deep to create some space, pull a defender down, which leaves the pass across to JT Miller. He beats Connor Hellebuck, makes it two to one Vancouver. The Jets go to their first power play as Highmore goes off for a trip. It's a good kill for the Canucks. The Canucks have struggled on the penalty kill a lot lately. They don't allow a power play goal tonight, which is huge. Um, then they take another penalty, like right as this one ends. Dumb play by Tyler Myers, just cross-checking a guy in the back, like four feet from the boards. They're, they're calling that every time now. You can't be doing that, Tyler. But hey, Canucks again, survive it. And JT Miller is on Hattie watch. He's in on a two-on-one with Vasily Pod Colson. Um, that fails. And then 15 seconds later, the exact same shift. He walks into the zone and literally just shoots a low shot five hole. Hellebuck slow to react. It beats him, uh, between the wickets. And it's a hat trick for JT Miller. His third of the night, three, one Canucks lead. We go to the third. The Canucks almost score 30 seconds in a Connor Garland sort of floater gets tipped by Elias Pettersson and hits the post. And the Canucks get another power play. They're second of the night and it's Brock Besser this time, just seven seconds in the first power play. Uh, 10 seconds, the second one, 17 seconds. So the Canucks were on the power play for a total of 17 seconds tonight, and they were two for two. A point shot hit JT Miller. He got a little shaken up on the play, but Brock Besser sort of spins around, chops the rebound in, uh, and it's four to one. Um, 
Besser goes to the box. Chance for Winnipeg to try to get back in it uh, on the power play, at least get within two. Uh, Spencer Martin made a sick diving save for no real reason. Didn't look like he had to do it, but he did. Um, Luke Shen got in a fight with Adam Lowry for uh, for a hit on Quinn Hughes. And then uh, the Canucks make it 5-1, to one, six minutes to go. Neil Pionk gets hurt by a Connor Garland shot, effectively putting the Canucks on their third power play of the night because Winnipeg didn't touch it, so they couldn't get a whistle, leaving Elias Pettersson wide open. A nice cross-ice pass for Myers and an absolutely perfect shot from Elias Pettersson, who, has, who now has like seven points in the last six games, I think. Uh, he has been on fire lately. He gets up to his 11th of the season, which doesn't sound that great. Remember, he had like six or seven just a couple of weeks ago. So uh, great shot from Pettersson. And uh, the Canucks take this one 5-1. to one. And it's been a while since the Canucks have really just sort of taken over a game, right? This game was never really in doubt. The Canucks were up the entire way. Um, they they never lost the lead. I mean, you know, they, they held the lead for two minutes in the first period. Uh, but they never let Winnipeg score another goal. Uh, so let's go into my pluses, my minuses, originally my, basically my thoughts on the game. Of course, we're going to start with the pluses, and I'm going to add some more. Uh, first one. Spencer Martin is a king. How many shots did he save tonight? 33 of 34 shots. It's a 971 save percentage on the night. Coming into this game, Spencer Martin had a 952. That's going up. So he's probably now at like a 958, something around there. Uh, an excellent performance from Spencer Martin, who lots of people in the chat are saying makes Halak a bit redundant here. And that's fair. Again, it's all up to Halak whether he wants to get moved or not because he has a no-move clause, so they can't even send him to the AHL as like a negotiating move. Uh, it's either he plays or he doesn't, uh, or they trade him. Which, I mean, at this point, if Spencer Martin can play like this, uh, I think you're pretty happy with, uh, with him between the pipes. Obviously, JT Miller is a plus in this one. The Hattie for Jimothy Timothy. Um, and, and three solid goals, right? And, and it's a game where... Um, Miller, you know, only a second game back, uh, after being on protocol comes in and just decides to score some goals. And, uh, I mean, there's not much else I can say about that. Oh, I was on save on foods score and win watch. I was hoping, you know, he had the hat trick just 32 minutes in or so 33 minutes in. So hoping maybe, you know, get one more, maybe an empty netter. If the score stays the same, it's still three, one and win someone hundred K maybe a mill doesn't happen, but Hey, uh, a good, a good game for Miller at the very least. And the big thing about this and I just, and I put it in the chat at the start. I asked the poll. I'm going to cut the poll now. 103 votes. It's going to take a sec to load up because YouTube is slow like that. Come on, show me the poll results. I just hit end. Show me the results. I said, do you trade JT Miller for a bunch of stuff, right? Because at this point, this value, the trade value has got to be, be great, right? Uh, we're talking about a guy who's got 15 goals already this year on pace for 30 30 plus, especially if he keeps playing like this. And he's the, been the best player on the Canucks this year. And any team would be so stoked to have him. And his contract is so cheap for this year and next year. 52% saying no, 47% saying yes, with just over 100 votes. Look, it's easy to be all like, okay, let's, you know, JT Miller's sick. We want to keep this guy. Um, but, I mean, in two years, the Canucks aren't going to be able to afford him. And at this point, man, he's going to have a lot of people lined up with a lot of things on the table. Um, I saw some people saying they got to, they're going to trade him to the Rangers for a first round pick Lafreniere Panarin and the 1994 Stanley cup banner. Uh, that sounds like a fair trade to me. Uh, so I think, uh, Patrick Alvin might want to get, um, Chris Drury on the phone there. Uh, the Canucks came into this game, 
Um, they showed a stat after JT Miller's third goal, and it is the Canucks have only lost one game this year in which they have scored three goals. And that's a real testament to their goaltending, right? When their goaltender or when the Canucks are scoring three or more goals, the goaltenders are usually not allowing three goals. And they were like 13 and one or 14 and one uh, af after scoring three goals in a game. That stat goes up a little bit tonight. They just need to score more goals. That has been their problem for the last couple of weeks here is that they're getting into games where they're just not finishing shots. Uh, they're getting enough shots. You know, we, we saw that game against Florida where they had 44 shots and I think they scored one of them. Uh, they need to get more pucks in the net. And tonight, pucks were going in the net. And that's lucky against a goalie like Connor Hellebuck, who is one of the best in the NHL. Uh, but the Canucks get those to go. They just need to score more goals. 3-0 um, against Winnipeg or something like that. Uh, the Calgary Flames lost tonight. That is big. Um, at least they're going to, right? Yeah, they lost 5-1. Anaheim won. Sick goal by Zegris, by the way, uh, but unfortunate that Anaheim won. Uh, and it looks like Nashville and Edmonton are tied going into the third period, which could be a problem. Uh, you want Nashville to win that game outright, so the Oilers get no points. Uh, and it looks like the Kings won as well, also unfortunate. Uh, but Vegas lost. So out-of-town scoreboard, kind of mediocre uh, for the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Other pluses, special teams. Uh, special teams were, were really good tonight. Uh, they were perfect, right? Canucks go two for two on the power play. Like I said, two goals in just 17 seconds of power play time. Uh, and the penalty kill goes three for three. You don't see that very often from this team with the worst penalty kill in the NHL. Uh, but that'll be a nice little boon for them. Last plus, uh, Canadian men national team uh, beat Honduras in Honduras. First time they've done that in like 37 years. Uh, looks like they're going to the World Cup, baby. Let's go. Uh, let's go to the minuses. A couple of minuses. Um, I thought Pog Colson had a pretty bad first period. Uh, he, his decision-making wasn't great. Uh, there was one play where he went in too tight uh, when he could have had a decent shooting opportunity. His passing was a little bit off the mark. Uh, him and Hoaglander really, I don't think, played that much, right? Hoaglander played... Hoaglander played 14-22. Pog Colson played 13-06. So their ice time did go up a little bit. Keep in mind, they had a pretty comfortable lead for most of this game. Uh, no Canucks forwards over 20 minutes tonight. Miller... Uh, Miller and Mott were both at 18 minutes. Um, meanwhile, the defense, I mean, Tucker Pullman uh, went out with an injury. That's my next minus. Uh, only played eight minutes tonight, leading, uh, leaving the rest of the boys having to fill in a lot of ice time. Brad Hunt seeing almost 20 minutes of ice time tonight. Um, the one positive from that, the Abbotsford squad is also in Manitoba right now, apparently. Uh, could be a decent opportunity for a guy like Jack Rathbone to get called up. Uh, we'll see where that goes, uh, but, you know, they might need to fill uh, Tucker Pullman's spot because he did not return. I think he did take a quick lap at the start of uh, the second period, but he did not uh, make it back in. Um, and then there was one bad play by Jason Dickinson uh, where the Canucks were, like, hemmed in for two minutes, and then Dickinson, like, the, there was, like, a missed pass that went past him. And he just sort of swiped at it and completely missed it instead of just skating two strides to it and clearing it out of the zone. I didn't like that. Uh, good thing that the Jets didn't score on that. Otherwise, I would have been really going hard on that. But either way, that's kind of it for my minuses in this game. The Canucks played a really solid game. Uh, it was a game where we've talked about how the Canucks have been outplaying teams analytically, except for that last game uh, against Edmonton. But for most of the last while, they've been dominating teams analytically and still losing some games because their scoring isn't converting. Tonight was a bit of a regression on that, where... They didn't play that great analytically. It was about 50-50. If you look at like expected goals, for example, if we look at high danger chances, they were 15 to 11 in favor of Vancouver. Uh, Corsi was basically even. Uh, expected goals were 53-47 in favor of the Jets. Like basically a dead even game. Uh, but the Canucks were getting shots to go in and the Jets weren't. 
Um, expected goals for the Jets, 3.17, and they only score one goal. So that's another two goals saved or expected for Spencer Martin, who has been so, so, so good. All right, let's get to your comments, your questions, your takes for the next little bit here. Uh, and uh, if you have any questions, feel free to throw them in now. But uh, we're getting the farther down you go, the less likely I get to it. So let's uh, let's scroll all the way up to the top. And there's a lot of turn, uh, a lot of talk about Spencer Martin saying uh, Christopher DeMarco saying should since should Martin replace Halak as the Canucks backup goalie? I think he's played him out of a job. Again, Halak has been really good this year. The team hasn't scored in front of him. He's got a 915. Um, if you can find a trade partner for Halak, I think you I think you you seriously look into it. Um, the problem is Halak has to agree to it. And so it really, there's not much speculating we can do uh, until we know whether or not Yaro Halak will waive his no movement clause. So we don't know. Uh, Zach saying, if we trade Miller, the return has got to be massive. And I think it will be. Uh, again, I, I think the Canucks have added a lot of smart people to their front office. They see the value that JT Miller has. There's going to be a lot of people in the NHL calling to see what it's going to take to get him. And uh, it's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff. It's going to be at least a first and a top prospect and maybe a little more at this point since he keeps seeming to drive that value up. Uh, Dave, you saying, I think I've seen enough. Spencer Martin's an NHL goalie. Fair enough. Uh, Blitz saying Spencer Martin for for Vesna. Hey, if he plays the rest of the season, if he plays like 30 more games, which hopefully doesn't happen because Demko's back uh, and, and keeps up a 960 save percentage, then yeah, he'll win the Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> uh Aisha saying the no answer to my poll which was should the Canucks trade JT Miller at this point is purely emotional she says and I think that's pretty fair right uh, I think one if, if JT Miller has a bad game in two nights I think lots of people are like oh JT Miller what are you doing and I think it sort of flips back we're very emotional people uh at this point um, debut saying, did you see that it was Miller that went and got the puck for Martin when no one else knows JT, even after a hat trick, still focused on his teammates. Uh, that's great. I love to see it. And again, Miller had every right to take that puck for himself with the way he played tonight, but, uh, good on him. And, uh, yeah, Spencer Martin's first win, which uh, you guys are pointing out. Uh, and I somehow missed and forgot about it. Yeah. His first win as a member of the Canucks and the first win of his NHL career. He came into this game with an Oh, two and three career record. Uh, more OTLs than anything else. Uh, and now he gets a first, his first career win. And his his career save percentage went from like the 800s. And it's going to be like, uh, it's going to be like league average after uh, after tonight's game, uh, which is excellent to see. Uh, Steel Dog saying Martin sure looks high, uh, calm between the pipes. Fully agree. Uh, Wom saying sell Miller high. I, I mean, I, I mean, hey. You know, I, I've been talking about how, hey, you have Miller for one more year on this contract that's cheap. You could just trade him next year uh, and get maybe less value, but still decent value. But hey, the way Miller's playing right now, I don't know if you're going to get a better a better peak out of JT Miller than, uh, than right around now. And again, hopefully he keeps it up for a while, close to the trade deadline, and, uh, you know, we'll see how she goes. Uh, Zach saying the trade value for Miller is the highest it'll get right now, as awesome as he, as he is. I and as much as I'd be sad to see him go, I think we'd be foolish not to trade him. Yeah, especially when when the rumors are like a first and a top prospect, right? We're talking about ideally a prospect who will eventually develop into maybe someone like JT Miller. Again, not for sure, but you know we're talking about a, a player who is likely picked uh, in the top half of the first round. If we're talking about a top prospect. Right, we might be talking about a future first or second line player, 
um, and it and you know a first round pick. And again, if you want to be a contending team, you need players on cheap contracts on entry level deals to be performing uh, for your team. And that's the potential to maybe get two of them. Uh, again, it's tough though because of how good JT Miller is and and how big of a piece of this team uh, that he is. Um, Ryan saying we should keep riding Martin even when Demko's back. Let's treat him like a backup until he proves us wrong. Um, we shouldn't keep riding Martin because Demko's still a better goalie, in my opinion. Uh, Martin's in a heater right now, and that's great. Um, however, I, 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 I'm not forgetting about who Thatcher Demko is, who is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, we're talking about a top 10 goalie in the NHL and Thatcher Demko. Let's, uh, you know, Martin's been great and he can replace Halak maybe again. Um, but I, I still trust, you know, Thatcher Demko in net against the flames that, uh, more than I do Spencer Martin. Uh, I'm saying which Jonathan was better, Jonathan David or Jonathan Tonathan Miller. Um, that's tricky. Look, JT Miller scored three goals tonight. Jonathan David's goal was better than all three of those, uh, maybe combined, um, and probably more important. Uh, so I'm going to lead towards Jonathan David, even though this is a Canucks based show, uh, show. Uh, Justin saying Miller and Martin are big stories tonight, but unnoticed story of the night is six points from the Canucks D. Is that right? Uh, I see Shen, Shen, OEL. That's three. Hughes, Myers, Hunt. Yeah, that is, uh, that's pretty big. And two for Luke Shen. Let's go, Luke Shen. Uh, Luke Shen had a great night. Two assists. Uh, played pretty decently. Like, I didn't really notice him making mistakes or anything. Gets in a little bit of a scrap. Uh, yeah, happy with, uh, happy with Luke Shen's night for sure. Um, let's see here. Um, do, do, do. I'm going to, I'm trying to pick the longer one. Sorry. I'm, I get kind of, kind of lost in all the comments and I get a little distracted. Uh, I'm going to scroll to the bottom really quick here and try to remember where I was because, uh, rain with a $1 super chat. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No message included, but that's okay. Uh, Sam saying, what would you consider an acceptable pull the trigger price for Miller? Where do you foresee him heading to if traded? Um, if we're talking about a first and a top prospect and maybe another piece, uh, then I think you pull the trigger now. Like, like if, if we're talking about more value than we have seen rumored, then I think you pull the trigger. Uh, I saw a comment about, you know, why don't you just wait till I think it was from Stewart. Why don't you just wait till the deadline to trade him? Well, what if the deadline comes and he hasn't scored a goal and or he doesn't have any points in the last six games and and he's in a bit of a slump? Uh, then you're probably not going to get anything for him, right? And then you're waiting until next year and you're getting less value out of that because his contract's going to expire. The thing is, if we keep JT Miller for two years, uh, we have to pay him, right? If we keep him past this year and next season, the Canucks are going to the Canucks are going to have to pay him and they're going to have to pay him like nine million dollars a year. Uh, right now he's making, you know, under six, which is a crazy, crazy steal. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think if you can get excess value, you take it. Um, cause again, this team might make the playoffs, but they're not going to contend. Right. Uh, again, I am all for waiting though, to be, uh, to be completely honest. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Scout says, other than all the things we already mentioned, he plays like a true leader and positively influences teammates around him. They're not easy to find and replace. I say we re-sign him in the summer if the contract number and year makes sense. Look, they're not going to be able to do that because you say if the contract number and year makes sense, that that's going to be seven or eight years probably, maybe six 
and it's probably going to be nine to ten million dollars is what my guess would be. Again, I don't know. It might be might be eight and a half. If it was eight and a half, maybe I'm on board. But it's probably going to be like nine million dollars for like six years. Uh, and remember, that doesn't start next season. That starts season after. So it's like seven years. So you would be paying JT Miller eight to nine to maybe more million dollars until he's like 36 years old. And we're talking about a team that's that might not be contending for the next two years in the Vancouver Canucks, right? That's risky. That that is that is how we get into these situations uh, of overpaying a- aging players. And again, some players are good enough that they don't decline as much, right? But usually, those are the really, really good players, right? We look at Alex Ovechkin, who's having the, the season of his life at, at whatever age he is, like thirty-seven or whatever. But that's because he's the literally the one of the best goal scorers we've ever seen, right? It's it's the cream of the cream of the cream of the crop are the ones that you know sort of defy age curves typically. Um, and not the first line players, right? First line players will still have those declines. Um, again, I could be wrong, but, uh, I think, I think it's going to be really expensive. And remember you are choosing to resign him and pay him, you know, $9 million for six or seven years instead of getting a, you know, first round pick a top prospect and maybe another piece. Right. And again, you balance that out. And there's a lot of cap implications, right? Because maybe you do that and then you have to, you know, maybe you don't have the cap space to pay someone like uh, Brock Besser or even Bo Horvat or someone along those lines. And then, so now you're losing, you know, maybe Brock Besser and that first and that top prospect and that other pick just to keep JT Miller. And it starts to really swing again. If the Canucks were competing for a Stanley Cup, I say, yeah, you just ride Miller out because he's, he's such a valuable player on such a cheap contract. But for the team right now with how cheap his contract is the Canucks aren't taking advantage of it right they just aren't because they're also paying Tyler Myers 6 million dollars and and Oliver Larson you know 7 and a half million dollars uh, and they're not at that caliber uh, so the all the money you're saving on JT Miller is being wasted elsewhere uh, and that's not how you win a Stanley Cup you win the Stanley Cup by getting the most value out of your players for your cap dollar um which the Canucks won't be able to do because they won't be contending until he's making twice as much money as he's making at this point is my opinion. Uh, let's see here. Um, Kai saying, would you be surprised if Bruce rides Martin next game, even if Demko's ready? It seems Martin's locked in. Don't know if Demko would be rusty or needs a couple of practices. Well, uh, I think, so he's already cleared, right? So he's cleared to play. So I imagine he skated today. Um, and he probably will skate tomorrow. Um, Again, I really think you play you play Thatcher Demko if you can. Because again, the Canucks have a back-to-back Monday, Tuesday. Um, and Halak is there. Yeah, no, they can't. They can't play Martin. Because they have to they have to send him to the taxi squad. They like they genuinely can't. Because if Demko is is back, if Demko is on the roster before next game, they'll have two goalies on the roster in Demko and Halak. Right. You, they, they could, I think you can carry three goalies, but I think you'd have to, you know, send a different player to the taxi. But I don't know how it works. If it's two goalies or if it's, you know, just an X number of players, I don't remember. Um, but if they only have two goalies on roster, then, then Martin wouldn't even be eligible to play at that point. Uh, do, do, let's see here. Uh, Alter H saying having the top six back makes a huge difference. Who would have thought? Yeah. And it's nice that the players that scored tonight, it wasn't Mott and Lamico, which is great when they do score, but it shouldn't be the only people scoring. 
Uh, again, only three people scored uh, in Miller, Besser, and Pedersen. But those are your top three players on your team offensively. So, hey, good that uh, good that they all contributed. Not like Besser's goal was a sniper or anything, but Pedersen's was. That's for sure. Um, Lincoln saying, when we get Horvat back, I think that it's the right time to bring the lotto line back for sure. Uh, Pedersen's back, Besser's playing better, and JT has always been back. Yeah, I think they'd probably be clicking again. Uh, and we saw it a little bit uh, a couple nights ago or whatever that was, maybe the game before, um, which was great. I guess it was before. Yeah, no, it would have been the, I don't remember. My, my brain is mush. Um, I think, yeah, they definitely could go back to it especially if you have Horvat back to take that second line spot, put him with Garland and Hoaglander or, you know, Pearson when he's back, Pearson, um, you know, definitely seems fine to me. Uh, Roadster saying, barring injury to Demcor Martin, Halak's not playing another game for the Canucks. If he wants that bonus, he's going to have to waive his no trade clause. It's genuinely not true. It's just not true. If he doesn't waive his no trade clause, then it's, it's not a no trade clause. It's a no move clause right? They have to have him on the roster. If he's healthy, he has to be one of the Canucks two goalies. If he's healthy, if the Canucks play back to back, which they do this week, four days from now, then he will play. Uh, and by the way, they have another back to back on February 8th and 9th, uh, which would get him to the 10 games. And again, February 27th, 28th, right? They have a lot of back to backs coming up. Um, he, they can't send him to the AHL because he has a no move clause. They can't put him on waivers because he has a no move clause. He he is on the team unless he waives it. He will get his bonus here if he stays. It's genuine. It's that simple. Uh, Sonny saying, realistically, this is probably Miller's peak. He's nearing 30 with a contract due next year. The Canucks are cup contenders. It makes the most sense to trade him. I'll miss him though. Yeah. And again, it's so easy to put, um, to put hard over uh, hard overhead here, right? Uh, we can, you know, it's really easy to look at how good Miller has been and, and all, and you know, how much he's meant to this team. But if we want this team to win a Stanley cup, the best move in that sense is probably to trade him while his value is high, because he's probably not a part of the long-term future for this team, right? If the Canucks are, let's say a playoff team one or two years from now, and they are true Stanley cup contenders, like three or four years from now, again, wishful thinking the way we've seen this organization run in the past. Um, we'll see how this new group does, but let's say four years from other cup contenders, JT Miller is what 33 years old and making eight, $9 million. Uh, it's, it's probably any, you know, he's probably not still scoring at an 80 point pace at that point. Uh, let's see here. Kai saying also Lafreniere only getting 11 minutes tonight for the Rangers and the Rangers are filled with left wingers. Yeah. could be a little bit of laugh watch. Uh, I mean, again, I think, I think they'd be crazy for trading him this early. Uh, his development's been kind of rough though, because they've had him in the lineup and not playing a lot. Uh, he'd be, uh, he's a heck of a player. Um, do, 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 let's see here. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm going to skip a few, uh, debut says bump up the likes. That is a good point. Good point. Debut Hunter. You are a smart person. Um, let's see here. Jacob says, should we even watch, he meant to say watch games. If we can't make the playoffs, if you want to, they one, they can make the playoffs. Uh, they're probably around like a 18% chance at this point. I, I didn't check. 
uh, where the Athletic had them going into tonight. I'll see if I can do that really quick and sort of fill time while I pull it up and scroll down to the Pacific Division. They're going to a 10% chance coming into the night. They probably move up to, I don't know, maybe like a 13-14 because the Jets will go from 20 and they'll drop a bit. Uh, let's say they have a 13% chance of making the playoffs. That's up to you. Do you want to watch the games? If you do, then watch the games. If you don't want to watch the games, don't watch the games. Do whatever you want. Uh, Unpair says the Dickinson misplay was because he got slashed in the face, but it seems everyone missed it. Clearly I did, because I didn't see that. But if he got slashed in the face, then my bad for calling it out. Uh, Samuel saying, uh, Pedersen looked better while protecting the puck. Two points is good to see. This is true. There was one really good play on the wall in the offensive zone where Elias Pedersen had three guys on him in the wall and sort of like shim shimmied back like two or three times and, and protected the puck and was able to try to play it back to the point. He got a stick lifted eventually, but hey, he protected it from three guys for a good couple of seconds and it looked really good. Um, I, I think he had a, a really good game tonight. Um... <laughs> Lots of talk about Miller. Um, I think we're going to wrap up the JT Miller talk. Uh, Agam saying, how does Hughes only have two goals? If he can improve his shooting, he'd be right with McCarr. Um, yeah, Hughes doesn't have a hard shot. He has a fine shot. Uh, and he, again, he focuses more on getting it through. A lot of his shots get tipped, right? I'm not worried about Hughes scoring goals. Uh, I wonder what his, what his shooting percentage is. Let's go to Quinn Hughes on NHL.com. I think that shows shooting percentage. He's shooting at 2.4%. Uh, so one out of every 25 shots. No, that's not right. One out of every 40 shots is going in for Quinn Hughes. Um, that's, that's luck at some point, right? We're at the point where the Canucks are having games where one every 40 shots goes in. Um, again, if he's shooting at like a 5%, that's only two more goals, right? Um, he doesn't take a lot of shots. He averages two shots a game. Uh, on net because a lot of his shots gets tipped. That's what he's, that's what he shoots for. He's not shooting to try to beat the goalie typically. Uh, he, he's throwing pucks at the net in hopes they get tipped or hope for rebounds. And that's what a D-man should be doing, right? The, a D-man shouldn't be shooting head height trying to beat the goalie top corner because you're going to kill somebody. Uh, you take hard, low shots, and, and if they sneak in, they sneak in. Otherwise, they get tipped and, and, and things are good. I think Hughes can be a little more aggressive at times, maybe, like, like step in from the point and try to make some moves because he's really good at that. Um, but hey, I, I'm not going to complain with the way he's playing. He's a plus 11 this year, and I think he was well in the minuses last year. He's got 32 points. He's on pace for 64 points this season. I guess he got one more point this game, so I don't know if that's included here yet. Uh, 33 points in 42 games. Basically, yeah, on pace for around 65 points, uh, which is excellent for a defenseman. That's crazy good. Uh, so I have no complaints uh, on Quinn Hughes here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Agam saying, could we potentially see a Canada versus UA, USA, UA, uh, review or watch along? Uh, I think they play at noon on Saturday and I think I'm busy. Uh, of course, when you search can MNT, uh, Google doesn't just give you the schedule, which is really annoying. Uh, but I do think that I am, I am definitely busy at noon if that's when they play. And it, uh, yeah, it says 3 PM, which I think is noon. Cause I think it's Eastern time on the website. Uh, so no, you won't, you won't get that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Rain says thoughts on trying to sign Miller to a RNH style deal with low AAV, but long-term, the thing is he can get high AAV and long-term from other teams, right? There's going to be teams on the open market. If he goes to free agency, he's going to be get off, get offered, you know, seven or six or seven years with that high, high dollar amount. 
Uh, so I don't think the Canucks have any advantage there. Kevin saying Halak's going to the taxi squad. I don't think they can send him to the taxi squad. I, I think that counts as a movement. Although I don't know. Um, no move clause taxi squad. Show me the CBA. Uh, doesn't. Uh, oh, I found it. Hold on. No move. Um, ooh, no, it's not, it's not here. Uh, where's the, ooh, yeah, I can't, I'm not going to read the whole CBA here. Um, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think that that's allowed. Um, Elias saying what happened to Pullman? He got hurt. He got hurt. Uh, so he's out. Hopefully not for long, but he's out. Um, do, 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 do. let's see what else we got. Uh, scout saying, I feel like we need to go like 13 and three to have a legit shot at playoffs before the deadline. Um, I don't think they'd have to go that hot. Uh, if, cause if they were to go 13 and three, cause right now they're at 500, right? If they went 13 and three, they would be 10 points above 500 which would make it basically so they would just have to go 500 the rest of the way to make the playoffs, right? Because basically you have to be 10 points over 500 to make the playoffs. That puts you around 92 points. You might need 94. Um, but if they go 13 and three, that would give them basically 20 games left to, and they'd only have to win 10 of them. I don't think they have to win that many uh, before the deadline. I think, I think they, if they went something like, you know, 10 and six wouldn't be great, uh, but maybe 10, five and one. Uh, just to make it sound a little better and, you know, they'll be right on the edge potentially. Um, and I think maybe you have a look, uh, but it's, uh, they definitely need to go on some, on a bit of a hot streak here again, because they play some not great teams, right? They have the Blackhawks, uh, then they'll have the flames, which will be tough Then the Blackhawks, which should be easy. Then the Predators, which will be tough Then the Coyotes, which should be easy uh, and the Islanders, which should be easy. And then the Leafs, which should be tough. And then the Sharks, which should be eh, maybe easy. Uh, they have some winnable games coming up here, though, right? They've got the Blackhawks, the Yotes, the Islanders, the Coyotes, who might be playing in a 5,000-seat arena next year, uh, the Sharks, the Kraken. Um, they have some winnable games coming up, and hopefully they can win those because that's very important. Um, let's see here. Uh, Elias saying that Halak can't be placed on taxi squad because he need to be put on waivers and the waivers isn't allowed. Okay. I didn't remember if, if waivers is required for taxi squad, but I guess that makes sense. Uh, and then RP saying, do you think Brandon Sutter is going to return eventually? Eventually it might not be this year though. Um, and I guess he's on a one-year deal. So is he on a one-year deal or did he get two by one? Brandon Sutter. I did a video on this when it happened and I, yeah, he got a, he got a one-year deal. So we might never see him again but hopefully he's okay. Um, and with that, I think, uh, we're, we're at the bottom of the question list. Um, so I think we'll wrap up there, but thank you guys for hanging out. Hit the like button by the way, and make sure you're subscribed. We do this after almost every Canucks game, uh, and some big ones coming up. Like I said, the Canucks play on Saturday. Uh, and I lost my, I had a tab open with all of their, with their games coming up. Uh, the Canucks play on Saturday at 7 PM. I think I'll be on time after that game. Cause I think my hockey game's early. So yeah, Saturday, 7 PM stream will be around 9 45 after the game, just about 30 seconds after the final horn. So come hang out at that point. Uh, with that, I hope you guys have a good night. Shout out to all of our, all of our members. 
out there. I do appreciate if you want to join as a member, there's a little join button under the stream, totally optional. Uh, and with that, I will see you next time.